This is Chris Brooks. Thank you for listening to this edition of Equip. Be sure and subscribe for free so that you don't miss an episode. For more information, visit our website, equipradio.org. Well, hey there, friends. Welcome to another exciting edition of Equip with Chris Brooks. I am so thrilled that you've joined me today. Can you do me a favor? Strap on your seatbelt. We're going to navigate through the contours of culture, as always, with the lens of the biblical worldview on. But before we do that, let me remind you, this is the day that the Lord has made. He has given it as a gift so that you and I can rejoice and be glad in it. So let's do just that. Let's follow the words of the Apostle Paul. Let's rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Well, I hope you're doing well, and I hope you got your phone next to you because today is going to be an interactive edition of Equip. You're going to definitely want to call in at 877-LIVE-675. That's 877-548-3675. You know, this month has been so full of great guests, great topics, great interviews all throughout the month of February, but I could not let this month in without taking up a very important topic of dating. You know, earlier in the month, we uh, thought about love deeply as we discussed Valentine's Day. And you know, so often that centers around messages to married couples. Uh, And I think much at the uh, expense of speaking to the hearts of single Christians about navigating relationships. And I came across a book that I think is massively helpful. I would even say liberating. uh, And I don't think that's too strong of a word. It's entitled, How Should a Christian Date? It's not as complicated as you think. And if you're a single Christian, I want to talk to you about this because I don't know if there's ever been a time more complicated for navigating relationships as a single Christian as the day and age that we live in. You add on top of that the tendency of churches to almost set as a prerequisite for church leadership that the person has to be married. And uh, so often that translates into most churches being led by married individuals who probably are so disconnected from single life that the illustrations, the instructions oftentimes are, uh, if, if present, are uh, obsolete or disconnected. Now, you add on top of that the fact that we tend to legalize instruction to singles. That means that stuff that may have worked for us in an anecdotal way, we end up giving prescriptively as if the way we go about dating and relationships today is exactly the way they went about it in the first century. Hint, hint, it's not. There's massive differences. So I thought it'd be good for us to kind of detangle all of those things, set up a safe place, a safe environment and space for you who are single Christians to call in, to ask questions, and to hopefully give you wisdom and answers. 
Uh, Eric Demeter has written a wonderful book entitled How Should a Christian Date? And again, subtitle, it's not as complicated as you think. Well, we'll be the judge of that, Eric. But Eric is a relationship and conflict resolution specialist with advanced studies in mediation, peacemaking, and negotiation. Now, all of those skills are highly useful I would imagine in a relationship, if you're single, uh, he got advanced degree in studies at the University of Denver. Uh, he is currently a missionary with uh, YWAM, uh, a lot of appreciation there, and uh, is doing ministry not only locally but around the world. Eric, how are you, brother? I'm doing great, Chris. Thanks so much for having me. Hey, thanks for uh, being bold and brave enough to put pen to paper and to write this book. Give us a sense of the origin story. What made you want to write How Should a Christian Date? So I was a little late coming into the Christian church. I was 21 when I gave my heart to the Lord. I was attending a secular university at the time. And God brought into my life an amazing Christian mentor. He happened to be a a professor of family therapy and a practicing counselor. And he just took me under his wing for for 17 years, just poured into me all of his relationship advice as I was dating as as a new believer I didn't know what I was doing, but um, Tim really sparked in me a passion for relationships, uh, a passion for communication and conflict resolution. And I I thought, well, I have a lot of, you know, dating. I I dated before I became a Christian, dated when I became a Christian and saw that, well, the church has got some things that uh, need to be addressed. So, that's when the idea sparked for the book. Now, obviously, the the question is uh, clear. How do you write a book about a topic that is so foreign in many ways uh, to the Bible? Let's deal with that. We The way we date today is not analogous to anything in the first century, is it? No, it's not, you know, f- Families were were really important back then, and what we re- and and they're important today. But God had specific people picked out. God had specific couples that He wanted to highlight. That He intervened in amazing ways. But He never gives us a prescription for how to date. Um, but that doesn't mean that God doesn't care how we yes. do it. You know, God. Is, is the author of, uh, of marriage, and he cares how we get there. And he has left us plenty of, of principles to, to follow that, that, can, that can save us pain and help us get to marriage. Yeah, I love that. And so in your book, what you lay out, and you correct me if I misspeak in any way, but it seems like your argument is while there is not a divine formula per se, for dating, there is divine wisdom for dating. Is that right? Exactly right. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. There's, there is, uh, you, you know, dating. We live in a fallen world. Uh, we are, are, are struggling. You know, both as a new 
creation and as people trying to put off the the old self. So dating is never going to be perfect, but there's definitely principles that that we can follow that will make it easier. Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to open up the phone lines at 877-LIVE-675. 877-548-3675. Maybe you are a single Christian out there and you would love to have wisdom about how to navigate this whole topic of dating and relationships. Uh, maybe you're in a relationship right now and you, you're you sensing God maybe calling you to get more serious about this relationship or maybe you're on the front end of it, 877-548-3675. I'd also love to hear from leaders that are out there who say, man, I'm a church leader, and this is a topic I love to engage more. How do I do it with wisdom and grace? 877-548-3675. Eric, I'd love for you to speak to Christian subculture. Why, why is it that we tend to... Uh, within Christian subculture, present dating as if there's only one right way to approach it? Well, I, th- I think because when you have a formula, uh, you know, people, you know, people don't want to get hurt, right? Because yes. obviously, uh, breakups are really hard. They, they, they are difficult for the, you know, for the heart. So we think if if we just do it the right way, or just wait, and we'll and and we'll hear from from God on who to date, and then you know we we date. So if we just al- align everything perfectly, then you know that will save us uh, save us pain. Yes, there's definitely things that you can do to to save to save yourself pain, but you know it is always going to be a risk to. Uh, to go out on a date or two, because even if you go out for a few dates and that person doesn't call call you back, well, it's still going to be a little ah, you know, dang, that that was a tough, uh, you know, that is tough to uh, deal with. So I, I think by trying to do it one way, we're trying to save our, our our ourselves pain, but we limit ourselves to the freedom to explore what works and 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 what and what doesn't work for us. Yeah. So, so a lot of it you're saying is being driven by the self-protection, this desire not to get hurt. And man, there are some pitfalls. What are some of the pitfalls that you see uh, that we need to be aware of in this current day and age as it pertains to uh, dating and relationships? Yeah, there is a lot of um, stuff that we see on TV and that's uh, yeah, just antithetical to 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 God's plan. I would say uh, one of the big areas is um, where Christians don't think about, but is very vital. It's it's not um, uh, you need to marry another Christian, but but you need to find out what kind of of Christian that. Uh, that that this person is because there is a myth that says well if i just find another believer that everything is going to be smooth smooth sailing <laughs> but what is Im- Im- important is i think what do you actually form together with with that person what kind of re- relationship do you do you make with that person and honestly 
just marrying another quote Christian is is not enough. Just marrying another Christian is not enough. There's more to it, friends. And that's exactly why I invited Eric to the conversation. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break, already getting some really good calls in. And I want to make sure that we're getting uh, some of your calls in as well so that Eric can give some wisdom, guidance, and advice. When was the last time you picked up a great book? on dating. Well, uh, I think this one is worthy of your attention. Eric does not set himself up like uh, a judge and jury of the practices of dating, but rather he sets himself up as a friend who can help to give you wisdom, an older brother, an uncle who can give you some guidance on how to go about honoring God, honoring the person that you uh, are in a relationship with and making sure that you follow the wisdom that the Lord has given us in Scripture. We're going to talk about that and so much more on the other side of this break. Much more to come next up on Equip. Are you struggling with questions about your sexuality? Do you have answers for those who ask you questions on this issue? In his book, Is God Anti-Gay? And other questions about Jesus, the Bible, and same-sex sexuality, author Sam Alberry compassionately explains the biblical view. Then he presents a more wonderful view of sexuality than you may have ever considered. Request your copy when you support Equip with a gift of any amount this month. Simply call 888-644-4144 or go to EquipRadio.org. Welcome back to Equip, Equip with Chris Brooks. Today we're talking to uh, Eric Demeter about his book, How Should a Christian Date? I would encourage you, go to our website, find out more at equipradio.org. Before it's all said and done, we're going to talk about how do we bust up some myths that people have about dating? How do we um, get the best out of a breakup? I'm really interested in that. Maybe you are as well. Maybe you're sensing it's time for a breakup and what are the stages for a great relationship Eric covers this and so much more in his book How Should a Christian Date subtitled It's Not As Complicated As You Think go to equipradio.org Eric if you don't mind I want to go to the phone lines Zach has been patiently listening in Florida hey Zach thank you so much for listening to Equip what's your question for Eric Thanks, John. Hi, Eric. Uh, my question, I'm coming from a non-believer dating world into a believer dating world. I just got baptized a few weeks ago. And uh, one of the things I've been really, thank you. I appreciate that. One of the things I've been wrestling with is, especially as a, a man, is how do I integrate a healthy relationship with physical retraction, uh, attraction into Christian dating and then into hopefully, you know, a Christian marriage. Yeah, I, I think that uh, that's a great question. Eric, you know, there's such a thin line uh, between lust and physical attraction. Physical attraction is normal. I certainly was physically attracted to my wife before we got married. Is that wrong? And how do you navigate that in a healthy way? Yeah, first, uh, big congrats on the baptism. 
Um, yeah, that's an important question. And yeah, those physical feelings are obviously good. They are God, God given. I mean, that's, you know, that's a great, uh, one of the many reasons to get married. So, so you can express that physical intimacy. Um, but at the same time, we need to be, be careful. Um, you know, the, the, Bible is pretty clear that we, we we need to be holy and blameless before the Lord. And I take a real practical ab- approach to uh, clearly it is God's will for, for us to uh, save sex to, un, until marriage. Uh, but at the same time, uh, there's many practical reasons for that. Because um, as you hold hands, as you kiss, if you do more than that, you know, that releases a host of chemicals in your body that are designed to, to attach you to that, to that person. So from a, just a very pragmatic point of view, uh, excessive physical touch can make it cloudy. And as you're making one of the biggest decisions you will ever make, who, who do I want to marry? The last thing that you want it to be is um, to be cloudy. I, I love yes. what C.S. C.S. Lewis says. He says that in that indulgence brings fog. And um, yeah, so you need to be careful with that at the same time and, and enjoying that that small level of of, of physical in, intimacy as you're dating. Yeah, I love this. This is this actually plays into one of the myths that you deal with, and and that's my favorite chapter of the book. By the way, I love that you uh, kind of bust up these twelve myths in chapter four. So, Zach, I want you to hold on to the line. Our producer is going to get your information, and just as a way of blessing you, Zach, we're going to send you a complimentary copy of Eric's book, "How Should a Christian Date." But myth number one that you deal with is that men are only interested in a woman's looks. And I just want to say to Zach and to all the other guys out there, there is nothing wrong with physical attraction to um, a woman that you're interested in. But it's important that you make sure she knows that's not the only basis of your attraction to her. Because, and Eric, I'd love for you to speak into this, because if all she thinks you are is a gawker, you kind of talk about this in your book, then that's a that's a red flag to her that you may not be uh, mature enough to be in a relationship with. But if there is more to it that, yeah, there's physical attraction there, but there's also hopefully more of an attraction to her godliness, then that is the basis for a relationships of, of substance. What would you say to that, Eric? Yes, I, I, I totally agree. And there's so much more to a relationship that's, that's, that's just, uh, I mean, passion is, is just one side of a, uh, of a triangle of love. There's a uh, professor from Cornell and he talks about this love tri- triangle and one side has passion, one side has intimacy, and the third side is commitment. So all three of those things need to be in a, 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 a healthy relationship. So besides that physicalness, 
there is a mental connection that 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 you want to have and you want to be friends with with that with that person because even if you have the best sex life when you're married all ultimately i believe that the basis for your relationship will be friendship yeah i love that 877 live 675 877 548-3675. You join the conversation. We love to create a safe space for singles today to ask their questions about dating, relationships, and even conflict resolution uh, because um, uh, Eric has uh, a lot to say that is helpful and wise on all of those topics. You know, I also think, Eric, one of the things that I, as a married man now for 25 years, I look back on the fact that my um, abstinence with my wife pre-dating, I think, is in, a man's abstinence with his future wife pre-dating is important for her confidence after marriage. Um, because obviously, if there is a strong attraction, and and that's known, and I don't think there's anything wrong with being honest about that, if you can demonstrate self-control with her prior to marriage, that actually goes a long way in building her confidence that you can demonstrate self-control after marriage. Because the fact of the matter is marriage doesn't solve lust problems, does it? Mm. No, lust is a condition of, of, of the heart. So that needs to be taken care of only by God. And yeah, physical attraction and, and sex and all that is in, uh, important. But you, yeah, that's exactly what, what, what you were saying is that self-control that she needs to see that you can, can control yourself because what happens when you're married and something happens, someone has a, you know, is in a hospital or you're, you know, someone, uh, uh, I um I lived in uh, Colorado Springs for 11 years and, you know, lots of mil- military bases there. And people would go on, soldiers would go on de- yeah. deployment for, yeah. for six months. So what happens if your spouse is uh, away for half a year, you know? So those uh, character traits like like self-control are not needed just just before marriage, but for the rest of, of your life. All right, let's deal with two more uh, myths. Myth, uh, the, the next myth I love to deal with is the thought, you'll meet your spouse when you stop looking, Eric. As soon as you stop looking, that's when they're going to walk through the door. What do you say to that one? It could happen. Sure. God is God is big big enough, and he meets people and connects people in all sorts of different ways. My, my mentor used, used to joke and say, Eric, you could meet your wife at uh, at the gas station, and that is, and that's that's totally true. But normally, we have to put we uh, have to put effort. So this idea yes. of like the ostrich putting his, you know, putting his head head in the sand, just just kind of waiting. Uh, if you're convicted to do that, then I wouldn't stop you. But if that's not working, and it probably won't work, there's nothing less godly about putting in effort to to find a spouse okay so i love that so let's go to another one that um when you find the right one 
the relationship won't feel like work. It'll just be easy. Well, I think that uh, relationships are a uh, are a farm, and you have to uh, till till the soil. You got to fer- you know fertilize the soil. Um, you know, years ago, I actually made my first list. I was, so I listed out like thirty five things that were were must haves for my future <laughs> wife, and uh, and I thought that that was a lot until I met my my friend's wife who had over a hundred things on, <laughs> on her list. And I was like, okay, well that just blows, blows mine out of the water. But you know, she says of, 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 of my friend who, who she married that he met every single one. Wow. And, and that is really cool. But you know what? They have a normal marriage and they have normal sh- and they have normal sh- struggles just like every other couple. So just, so just, so even if you meet that perfect one, things are, you know, you're, 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 you're still going to have trying times. Yeah. I, hey, I think I've never heard of a person who hit all 100 prerequisites, <laughs> but that is right. uh, beyond impressive. Uh, bravo to the guy yeah. that hit all 100 of those characteristics. I think I may have had somewhere around seven or so that I was looking yeah, for. And uh, and I yeah. would say this, that my wife, praise God, she, she measured up and, and, and beyond. But you're exactly right. The work still has to be put in. You're still too human beings who are imperfect, desperately in need of God's grace, desperately in need of uh, showing grace to one another. And not only that, you're growing and so is the other person in the relationship. And one of the things that I had to learn is that the woman that I met and and um, and married um, is not the same person today that she was when we got married or when we first met. So I have to make sure I'm putting in the work just to stay current on where's your heart at today and what is the Lord doing in your life and how are you growing and how are you changing? So just because you meet the right person doesn't mean that it won't be work. Eric's book is so full of wisdom. We're going to take a break, but I want you to get a copy. So go to equipradio.org. You'll find ordering information there. We're going to take more of your calls next up on Equip. Hey there, friends. Chris Brooks here. want to say thanks to all of our friends and partners who prayerfully and financially support the program. It is the last day of February, and that means it's the last day for you to uh, partner with us if you want to get a copy of Is God Anti-Gay and other questions about Jesus, the Bible, and sexuality written by Sam Alberry. We've made this available all month long. Literally, hundreds of you have responded and said, I need to get that book. It's a practical and relevant topic for our day and age. And so if you love the program, want to partner with us, and also love Sam's book, Is God Anti-Gay? He writes as a man who has lived with same-sex attraction, but also as a man who has um, uh, devoted himself to honoring the Lord 
And uh, he talks about that journey uh, as well. And it is a thoroughly biblical book that I believe will um, really be enriching for you as well. You can uh, find out more by dialing 888-644-4144. That's 888-644-4144. Today, we're having a great conversation about uh, singleness and dating. We're trying to answer as many of your questions as we can. You can dial the number 877-LIVE-675. We'll try to get in as many calls as we can. If you have a question, 877-548-3675. One question I love to uh, pose to you, Eric, that uh, came through is what advice uniquely would you give to someone in local church or ministry leadership? Uh, Is there an an extra level of consideration that you would recommend for those who are wanting to date or explore a relationship with someone, uh, but they're in church leadership or in ministry leadership? Yeah, I I think that singles often they 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 fall through the uh, cracks. You know, churches more and more are getting singles uh, singles groups, and obviously in those sing, singles groups, it would be a great place to to meet someone. But I I think the church has notoriously avoided dating in a sense because it because it can get uh, dicey. You know, and it can get tricky, especially when a pastor, if he recommends or points some someone out to to you or sets two two people up. Well, if it doesn't work out, I, I feel like a, you know some some pastors might feel like they'll be blamed. Or, um, sure. but it, it is a topic that we can't uh, avoid. So I would target your single people. Make sure that they don't fall. Uh, fall through the cracks and just bring in some, uh, you know, just just bring in some some great teaching on dating. Yeah, but I, I guess my the heart of that question is, if you are a leader, are the rules different for you when it comes to dating? Oh, if uh, you're a single Christian leader, yes. I think you have to be extra careful, but allow yourself to be you. I worked my my first job at uh, after college, coming from a secular u- uh, university. Uh, I actually worked at a uh, Christian college. So here I was, two years being a a Christian. I was only twenty four, s- surrounded by a sea of, uh, of 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 singles who are you know uh, you know up to. 22 23 um so i was so i felt like i had to be very careful but to the point where i started to like shut my personality down uh just because i didn't want any you know uh, questions or anyone to uh say that i was in in interacting with a student in a you know in, in a improper way but i but i but i found that i had to shut down parts of uh, parts of my, my myself, and it wasn't until um, it's kind of a funny story where the president of the college, who was a conservative guy, I actually saw him at the a bank, and I was, you know, and he said to me, Eric, 
why are you still single? You work at a Christian college. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so that just gave me the uh, a freedom. So yeah. So on one hand, I would say be careful, but the second, you know, but at the same time, just just uh, be yourself, and God's going to work in 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 your life just like He's going to work in in all the other singles' lives. What what scripture uh, really shaped your heart as you approached the book? What what did you glean from the Word of God that helps you most when it comes to your thinking on Christian dating, Eric? Yeah, there's you know the a golden rule that. Um, Jesus lays out that do unto others as you would have them do un- unto you. And that's treat people how you want to be treated. If, if, if we just did that, if we communicated like we want to be communicated to, if we uh, do a relation, you know, if we break up with someone in a way that we would want to be bro- broken up with, uh, I think that that verse in in and of itself would solve a lot of dating problems. You know, the other thing that I see come uh, from your book is not only the golden rule, but the uh, the great commandment that we're supposed to love the Lord, love the Lord uh, with all of our being, and then love our neighbors as ourselves. How does that shape your thinking? Yeah, it, it 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 all starts with our relationship with with God, and the best gift that you can give to the person you date, and the best gift you can give to your uh, to your spouse is is your relationship with God. So, Eric, uh, another big question that I get often is this: Is marriage better than singleness? I don't think it's better. It's just different. You know, there was a lot of great people who led sing- single lives. The uh, Apostle Paul and this guy named uh, Jesus, you know, he they they, they lived very fu- fulfilling lives. And, um, yeah, you can be just as mature um, being a single man or, or, or woman um, as as you can being married. 877-LIVE-675 is the number. That's 877-548-3675. Arguably the most intriguing chapter of your book is how to get the best out of a breakup. Talk about that uh, chapter of the book and what wisdom and advice you want to give us there. Yeah, so many times people want to just bury a breakup, you know, as fast as they can and just move move on, not not think about it and kind of like pour in the hole, you know, just fill in the hole with dirt. But there's a lot of gems that uh, we can mine. So you so you want to stay in that and you want to see what, you know, you can learn about yourself. Um you know, and you want to see what you could do better ne- next next time. Maybe there was nothing that you did wrong per, per se, but you found out that you need to date someone more like this, or um, they told you, "Hey, this." You know, they they pointed out something in your, uh, in, you know, in 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 your life that that um, you need to work on. I had one breakup with a woman several years ago. And I sent her an email and asked her, 
what I could um, do do better next next time. I mean, not not just with you know, not really for for her. Just hey, give me some a- a- advice as we are as as we're going our our own ways. Let me tell you, she told me what she thought, but <laughs> and, yeah, she did, and uh, I didn't agree with all with 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 all of it. But she pointed some some things out that that were definitely hard to hear, but that uh, but that definitely helped me grow as a Christian man. You know, I think it's that type of honesty and uh, vulnerability, if I could say it that way. That makes your book uh, very approachable. I think that as you write, uh, it's important for folks to know that what you're picking up is a book that's not going to scold you, nor is it a legalistic book, but it's a book that's going to take the word of God and give you as best as possible wisdom on how to apply that to the relational situations that you find yourself in. Eric comes alongside as a friend, as an older brother, as an uncle, if you will, and says, hey, here's what I've learned in living as a Christian single along the way about relationships. And uh, and I believe it's a huge, huge benefit to you. And uh, it could be also, Eric, a book that we don't have to read alone. Uh, one of the things that I recommend is that this becomes a great small book uh, study to read together, to discuss, to dialogue. I believe it could be a huge benefit in that way as well. How should a Christian date? Well, the rule books that you've heard in the past probably need to be thrown out, and it's time to rethink Christian dating, and I think this book helps us to get to guardrails on how to do that in a way that honors God and his word as well as honors you and the person that you're in a relationship with. The phone number to join a conversation is 877-LIVE-675. But you can also check us out online as well as social media, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Here's what I would love for you to do. I'd love for you to order a copy of Eric's book, and you can do so by going to our website at equipradio.org. That's equipradio.org, equipradio.org. Eric's going to stick with us, and when we come back from this break, I want Eric to be able to really help us to land a plane in the heart of the gospel as we try to navigate, man, how does the way that we go about dating, how does that impact our future relationship If we hope to be married one day, how do we go about doing it the right way? And then ultimately, how do we glorify God in the midst of all of this? What is the ultimate goal uh, in dating? So we're going to talk about that and so much more. So I don't want you to go anywhere. Don't touch that dial. There is so much more to come next up on Equip with Chris Brooks. You know, 
I've heard that for every one person that sends a gift to support Equip, there are probably 10 others that don't. But I can tell you this, we deeply appreciate every single one of you who support this program. Your impact is huge. Maybe it's been a long time since you've contacted Equip, or maybe you've never responded. Isn't it time to call? Here's the number, 888-644-4144 or EquipRadio.org. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. Eric Demeter is my guest today. Eric, uh, we got just a few moments left. I'd love for you to give us just some insights into some of the stages for a great relationship because it's important that we think through this. Can you just give us a quick uh, insight there? Yeah, there's there's several steps in a, a dating relationship, and that's uh, – friendship that's that's non-exclusive dating that's optional there's exclusive dating there's there's and there's engagement and finally marriage and the key with the stages it's it's best to start off with the first first one friendship and uh go through the stages yeah and so there you're just basically saying don't skip those steps. Don't go from, hey, I just met you, to can we be in an exclusive relationship with one another? Because that seems to <laughs> yeah. be what we're encouraged to do. Yeah, and that can work. But basically, the stages of relationship are actually stages of intimacy. So you don't want to get into an intimate stage before you have a a friendship, and it's the same thing with uh, like uh, phys- physical touch. It is it, like that is a very weighty thing, and uh, that's a f- thing that would be involved in a f- in a in a further stage. But but if you don't have a commitment, if you don't have a, uh, a friendship first, well, then 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 it probably won't won't be a, a sustainable relationship. Yeah, I like that. I appreciate the fact that. Your encouragement to us is to know what stage we're in and what are the appropriate rules, if you will, what are the appropriate guidelines for that stage of relationship. And uh, and, and I think that that's uh, hugely helpful. Who did you write the book for, Eric? And what's your ultimate hope for those who read it? Yeah, I wrote it for the single 20, 30, 40 some, something that's, been around the dating block a few times. Uh, they have some uh, bumps and, and, and bruises that they've got along the way. And they want to uh, read some, something that will, you know, ho- that will hopefully help help them and to, uh, you know, and I want to save, save you pain. I don't, you don't have to make all your own <laughs> mistakes, you know, because I have, I have made plenty of them f- for you. So, uh, so ultimately, I want to save you pain, and, and and for those of you who want to be to to be married, I, I would, yeah, I would love to see all, all the, yeah, all the listeners today who who want to be married, married, get married. Yeah, and I mean, and I'll just say, be careful what you ask for, because we may think that that is, man, that's going to be the ultimate joy. But if your ultimate joy is in anything including marriage, outside of Christ, 
then ultimately that becomes an idol that will disappoint you. So wanting a relationship that leads to marriage is not a problem, just like uh, money in Scripture is not a problem. But when you love money more than God, it becomes a problem. And so it is with marriage. When marriage marriage becomes the goal, uh, as opposed to honoring Christ and keeping him as the center of your life, then uh, then there's a, a problem with idolatry there. You give this advice in the book. You say, here's a bold prayer. Pray this, Lord, give me the person I need, not the person I want. That's a mature prayer. That's not an easy prayer. What do you mean by that? Yeah, that God obviously knows best. I mean, God is the original matchmaker, you know, so he so he knows who who to bring you he knows what dating doors to to open and to uh, uh and to close and specifically what i mean by that is simply that you are going to marry a, a a imperfect person so just make sure that uh when you're dating that you keep the main things the 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 the, the main things um and because uh, we live in a perfectionist uh, we live in a perfectionist culture, you know, if you're on Facebook or Instagram, you know, if we don't like one, one, one picture, you can just, you can just scroll to the next one. Or if you're online dating, if you don't like one thing, you know, one small thing about that, that person, you can go to the next profile. Uh, So we have to be careful when we're choosing a spouse and to ultimately know what our, uh, like what our non-negotiables are, but also know what we can negotiate on. Yeah, I love that. And I love the fact that over and again in your book, you remind us that the greatest gift we can give to the person we're in a relationship with is a relationship with Christ. What do you say to those singles that are listening about why that has to be the priority? Well, because spouses make horrible s- saviors. Uh, Jesus was really, was really good at that. So he doesn't need your, your spouse or you to look for someone who, who will take the, uh, take the place of Christ because no matter who you marry, the most perfect of person, they will fail you at some point because everyone's only, only human. So when someone does dis, uh, disappoint you, when your marriage is at a, at a low, uh, you know, Christ, ha- Christ has to be your, your rock. Well, brother, I appreciate you so much. I thank you for writing the book. Thank you for the work that you're doing uh, in helping to reach the world with the good news of Jesus. Eric, you're off the hot seat, brother. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me, Chris. Uh, the book is entitled, How Should a Christian Date? And the subtitle is, It's Not As Complicated As You Think. I've been encouraging you to get a copy, so go to our website, equipradio.org. I also want to say there's so many myths that we didn't get to in this book that so many live by. It's important that we replace that with the truth of God's Word. We don't want to be misled or deceived. And let's not forget the ultimate gift that we can give to the world and to those that we're in relationship with is our relationship with Jesus Christ. So if today you need to begin 
your journey with Jesus. If you need to take your next step in trusting him, I highly encourage you. Invite him in to be Lord of all. Dial 888-NEED-HIM. Until we're together again next time, as always, remember, Equip with Chris Brooks is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute. Hey there, friends. Chris Brooks here. Women in ministry is a topic that generates a lot of questions like what does the Bible teach about women ministering in their homes and even in the church? We're going to talk about how a woman can discern her calling with a veteran panel of women leaders on the next edition of Equip. Listen live weekdays at 1 Eastern, noon Central on the Moody Radio app or equipradio.org.